Amen. So today, as we are following the Sermon on the Mount, will be about prayer and fasting. And this is the part eight of this um, series. And then we will be looking specifically through the book of Matthew on chapter six, from verse five to verse 18. But uh, as it's a big um, topic, I will ask for patience because I will be trying to explain a little bit of the prayer and the fasting, how important it is for us as a church and how can we apply not only inside the church, but outside also. And then how can be beneficial to us in terms of fighting in the spiritual realms and how can we be success successful in these fights? Because when we pray and when we fasting, we are fighting in the spiritual realms and we will be equipped with the right uh, army, armor actually, uh, when we read through Ephesians 6 that says about our spiritual uh, armor. And then we will go through, uh, through this uh, prayer and fasting and we will try to understand a little bit better. So first of all, we will try to understand praying, which is what Jesus is trying to tell here and what he's teaching, not only the disciples, but the multitudes, what he's teaching about praying. So the first verse, the fifth verse is saying, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So Jesus starts like that. When you pray, you, need, you do not need to be like the hypocrites because they love to see, to be seen by others. So he is what Jesus is saying. When you pray, you need to pray with a focus. What are you praying for? Who are you praying for? What are you talking? Because it needs to be making sense, church. Because what you say is what you have in your heart. And it depends what you say to the Lord and in prayer, he will listen. So if you ask, he will listen. If you're saying something wrong, he will listen. And how you how you going to do this? It's also build up in the spiritual realm. So if you, if you are doing this because of others, you're doing it wrong. This is what Jesus is saying here. Because people at that time, what they did, they pray standard in the synagogues on, and on the street corners. On the street corners, hours, you can see people coming through. And on the synagogues, they were making sure that people were watching them pray. So when Jesus is saying here is that we need to be careful how we pray also. 
We do not need to do that in front of people, to be seen by them. Of course, if we are in the church, we are praying among us, but we are not praying because we are the best. But yes, we have straight access to the Father. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. What this means, church? It means that everything they seek, the people, the hypocrites, they seek applause, they seek reverence, they seek, oh, this guy is holy, he's doing something that I wouldn't be able to. This guy should be amazing. Because he prays among the streets, he prays on the street corners. They received this reward, church. It's what he's talking about here. And if we see also in the verse 2, it's saying the same thing. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. It's the same situation, not in regards of praying, but in regards of giving. If you give in order to be seen, you're doing wrong. And here Jesus says about also the synagogues and the streets. It's not only inside the church, that you need to be careful is outside. There are many people recording videos showing that they can give to the need and post on Facebook, on Instagram and YouTube. You need to be careful how you do things because for who you are doing this thing. What a re reward you have in your mind? Do you have a reward in your mind? Because praying is not about rewards, it's not about what we expect to receive from God. We have this reward in any circumstance, because Jesus is merciful. In the end, he will give us this reward. But do not think about that. When you pray, you pray for God. You pray to God, and you do only to Him, not to be seen, not because you are righteous, not because we deserve to be seen. We have a, a ministry in this church, oh, I'm a pastor, I will pray, oh, I'm a minister, no, they need to see me, no, we are here for because of Jesus. And we need to understand that. Verse 6, it says, And when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And this is very important, because it's saying about you go to your place, to your room, to where you cannot be seen. Because... The reward will be given by God, but it's not the reward of the man. It's 
not applause or oh, you're doing well, my child. Not like that. Of course, he understands our situation. You are a beloved children of God if you believe in him. But do not do this because you need to be seen. You go to your room, you pray, and close the doors. And he who is unseen, he can see you and reward you. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Interesting. Because we can see also on these days, people praying and praying and praying, and sometimes they're not even thinking about what they pray. Because your prayer needs to be reasonable and you need to know what you're praying. Because if you only babble, God, you know, doesn't mean anything. It needs to come from your heart. And this is very applicable during this time. We cannot judge anybody on here. But we need to be careful when we are babbling. When we are doing this because, oh, we finish our words, but we have also half an hour. Uh, are we doing because of Jesus, or are we doing because there is a timetable? Do not be like them, on verse 8, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is not an excuse for not praying, church. God knows what you need. Of course he knows. But this is not an excuse uh, because he knows that what I need. I will not pray because he knows. It's not an excuse. What he's saying here is saying that uh, do not be like them. Do not be like the hypocrites because your father knows what you need. So pray what you need. But we will see that it's not only what we need that need to be prayed for. And we will move on, on this one. And then Jesus starts to say about the new prayer that they should be doing. This then is how you should pray on verse 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He starts on saying, Our Father in heaven. Is always the prayer is always to God. Is always two words, the name of Jesus. Hallowed, hallowed be your name. Blessed is your name, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is saying that your kingdom, your will. First, God, and then our needs. First, render yourself praise to the Lord. And then you move on to the other parts. Praise the Lord first. Your kingdom come, Lord, in this earth. On earth, as it is in heaven. Which is perfect, by the way. So bring your kingdom. Bring your will in this earth. Give us today our daily bread. Then he starts 
to ask about his need, our need of food, of, of having something on the table. And forgive us our debts, as we also forgiven our debtors. Interesting, because in order to be forgiven, we need to forgive. As we can see over in the end, I will, I will talk more about that. We need to be forgiven. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And here Jesus is saying about the temptation in general of sin. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Uh, sorry. In some versions also you can find, it, it's not saying on the NIV for some reason, but some versions you, you, you can see for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In the, verse that I, in the version I've seen online, there was not this included. But if you see, it's very interesting this point because for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And you finish giving glory to God. And this is important also. And then he explains that passage. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So in order to be forgiven, you also need to forgive people. It's not only asking, oh Lord, can you forgive me please? But did you forgive the people? The people that done something wrong to you, that you believe that is something wrong? But if you do not forgive other sins, your father will not forgive your sins. It's not only about debts. It's also about sins in general. If something happened to you, to your brother and sister, or people on the street, you do not forgive them, how can you be forgiven, church? And it's what Jesus is is talking to us today. But now we need to understand a little bit better of praying. I will be trying to give eight points on how pray is important and how can be applicable today in today's day. If you want to write down, if you want to keep up on the YouTube afterwards, it's very important also to to understand how the pray affects the spiritual realm, how the pray needs to be done. What Jesus teached us was more about you should be doing like that. And now, how can we apply in our daily lives? Of course, it's important to follow up, but not follow up as a religion. Every day you need to pray there. Our Father in heaven, hallowed by the name. Not like that, because praise is when you talk to the Father. Imagine you come to your, if you have still your parents alive, or when you had your parents alive, you're going to say the same thing every day, repeating what was going to happen. Is, it, is this a relationship? 
relationship is made through prayer, through being holy, through being, of course, we will see that, through being fasting and to obey what he says to us. And this is very important. But the first point is that Jesus prayed alone many times also. So we see here in Matthew 14, 23, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. He prayed when he was in this earth, alone, many times, sometimes with people, with his disciples, but many times alone, because he wanted the will of the Father to be done. And this is why he went to the hills to pray, because no one could follow him. He went to a, a very far part. When he says about the room to go to your room, go to a place that you cannot be seen, because you need to pray to your father. It doesn't mean that you cannot pray with your family, but it means that you also need a, a time of prayer with the father alone. Jesus prayed before resurrecting Lazarus. On John 11, 41-42, So they took away the stone, that Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. It's very important important and interesting because Jesus prayed before resurrecting his friend. But he didn't pray only because of the miracle itself, but he prayed for also for people to understand that he came on, on behalf of God because he is the son of God. And we need to understand that even we pray for someone that is ill, that needs some attention as health issues. We pray first for the Father, for His will to be done, and then if he's His will, He will be doing. Oh, I want this person to be healed. It does not depend on us. We pray for it. And this is what Jesus did. Praying the Spirit. I'm praying the Spirit on Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. I'm praying the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Interesting because it says to pray in the Spirit. We are Spirit. After the believing Jesus, accepting him, being baptized, we walk in the spirit. And we are the spirit as he is. And we pray in the spirit. And we will need to understand that what is to pray in the spirit. It's to pray again with his will in mind. 
is to pray as Jesus told us to pray. Always when, uh, giving glory to God, first of all and after all. I remember once when I was with our, another religion, from another religion, and I, I was told how to pray because I didn't know at that time. And then what happened was I asked through, through a leader of the, of the religion, how should I pray? Because I don't know how to pray. And then he gave me like a, a prayer to, to follow up. And that was interesting because he said, oh, you should start, of course, thank, thanking God because of what he, he has done. Thanking God for your life. And after asking him what you want. But as I, as I became Christian and I understood a bit more of the Bible and we will try to understand more of the Bible. Praying the Spirit is more than this. It's more than asking and be, being thankful. It's more than that. It includes worship. It includes reading the Word. It includes a lot of things that we will go through. But praying the Spirit is when you ask God for His will, to be done and when you try to follow what he said with this in mind be alert always keep on praying for all the Lord's people be alert that you may not go astray astray be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people for the church are those who believe in the name of Jesus. Pray also for me, then Paul was saying, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Pray for me, pray for Paul in this case. You can pray for leaders that the words may be given to them and they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only leaders I'm, I'm talking about, but even you, when you have the opportunity to speak about the gospel, pray about yourself, but pray in the Spirit. For which I am an ambassador in chains, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Imagine that. You need to pray for people that they will proclaim the gospel. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly. It's amazing, church. A call to persevere also is the prayer. In Jude 1, on the 2021, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, you building yourselves in the prayer, in the holy faith and praying. So prayer 
is also a combination. It's all go together, church. So all, as you go through the faith, you add more things to your prayer because you know the words. Oh, I should, I should pray like that, like David did in the past. Let me go through Psalms. As many of the prophets did in the past. Oh, let me go through Jeremiah. Let me repeat the words. Look at these amazing words. It's not only about the words. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were praying. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. So hold yourselves up in the faith. Keep in the love of God, in the prayers. And keep firm in the faith. Do not go astray. Because he will bring us to eternal life. He will bring us to his place. Persevere and be faithful in prayer. Again, Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Some, some version says persevere in prayer. What is persevere? Be faithful in prayer. It means that even though you are low, you keep persevering in prayer. You give glory to God, not to yourself. You are giving glory to God. Because he can, he's the only one he, that can stop you from, from something happening to you. Or can bless you. He's the only one. So when we persevere, when we be faithful in prayer, we are doing the right thing. Be joyful in hope. I hope in the good news that Jesus is coming. Patient in affliction. This is happening to me, but I'm patient. Faithful in prayer. The praise, the mixed. It brings you there. It helps you to get there. And so it's a very important thing, church. Six. What to ask or not to ask in prayer then? James 4, from 2 to 3. You desire, but do not have. So you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Interesting, because you desire sometimes things. We desire sometimes things that wasn't supposed to be designed for. It's sinful. So sometimes we kill. We kill. He can be anything, but we do something wrong. We covet, but you cannot get what we want sometimes. So quarrel and fight for that. And sometimes it's not even what God wants. You do not have because you do not ask, not ask God. Sometimes you try to do in your own strength. And you do not ask. But when you ask, you do not receive. 
because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I cannot explain more. <laughs> it's very simple. We do not receive sometimes because when we ask, we ask for our own desires. And sometimes it's nothing to do with the glory of God. It's nothing to do with what God wants from us. And we spend in pleasures. I want a million of pounds. And you ask God, can I be rich? Well, if you go in the Bible, you can notice that rich people, most of them, will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. I cannot say all of them, but I can say most of them. The Holy Spirit help us in prayer to the Father. Romans 8, from 26 to 27, says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Interesting, because when we are weak, we do not know what we need to ask for. And this is why sometimes what happens is sometimes you make up your mind and you try to pray. And sometimes you pray nothing. But you know that the Spirit helps us. Even in the prayer. Even when we are weak. We do not know what we ought to Many times. And sometimes we ask wrong things. But the Spirit is there when we pray. He intercedes for us through the Father. Through wordless groans, we cannot repeat by ourselves. Because He is the only one who can connect with the Father. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So the Spirit of God knows the will of God. Because they are the same. But it doesn't mean, again church, it doesn't mean that we do not need to pray. We need to pray every time. To be strong in the Lord. Pray for others. Pray for God's people. Pray for the government. There are so many to talk about. But we do not have the time to extend this. And the last talk of prayer. Jesus will be there. In Matthew 18.20 says, I put 27 there, I'm sorry, but it's 20. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. This is saying about prayer. So where two or three gather in my name. It doesn't mean when you go to the room or to a separate space, 
God will not be there because we saw that he is there. By saying about the church, where two or more gather in my name. We are gathered in his name and he is here. We believe because he said so. There am I with them. And we believe that. He's here. We believe that he's here. And when we go to the Sermon on the Mount again, when we see all the procedure that we should take, it all comes together because prayer is a complex subject, but every time we need to be doing because we need to be strong in the Lord and the prayer helps us to be strong in the Lord. We, we seek the only one who can help us in this moment. And the spirit that we believe as a believers that is in us will help us through this process of interceding with the Father. It's amazing, church. We pray here and then the Holy Spirit is helping us. And then it goes to heaven. There's no other words that can describe that. There are no other words. This is why it's so important to pray. And this is why we are doing also the praying and staying. Because we want to build a church that is based on this. We seek the Lord. Because he knows his will is perfect. His good is perfect. And we need to seek his will. But this is about praying. What about fasting then? What is fasting? What should be following? On fasting we can see from Matthew 6, on verse 16 to 18. And... But we will just understand a little bit more about the law of the Lord. In Leviticus also says about the fasting. And I want to go through the Leviticus first and then I will go to Matthew. On Leviticus 23, 26 to 27 it says, The Lord said to Moses, The tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. Hold a sacred assembly and deny yourselves. So God is giving a command to the Israelites. Israelites, sorry. And on this day, on the seventh day of the month, is the day of atonement for the Jewish people, mainly. And God is saying, hold a sacred assembly and deny yourselves. Lord, the Lord is saying to Moses, Moses was the leader of the Israelites. Deny yourselves. This is the point. Some of the translations say, and fast. Deny yourselves and fasting are the same thing. Because when we fast, we deny ourselves. When you fast, and then we will get back to Matthew 6 on the verse 16. 
then what Jesus is trying to say is that when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their face to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received a reward in full. <clears throat> Is, is very similar to the praying because he says about the hypocrites again but they do not say of course about the uh, synagogues and the streets but they say that on the places where they go their faces show others they, they are fasting do not look like them is what Jesus is saying. So we saw that when we fast, we deny ourselves. But how we do that, we will go through it. But understand that mainly when you fast, you abdicate of, uh, uh, of food, sometimes even drinks. And many religions, um, go through fasting actually if you see muslims and you see other religions you see they are fasting to abstain for for the will of his their flesh to to release and be in peace sometimes with nature but here we are trying to understand what jesus wants us to do we deny ourselves Okay, but we don't show to people that we are fasting because sometimes there are leaders in the church that set us with a fasting period, or sometimes you can set yourself to a fasting period, and then you are like you know you you feel like he's missing something. You are pale. So Jesus is saying, on the maximum, try to not be like hypocrites, because their faces show they are fasting. They are pale, they are skinny. So do not be like them. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full again. Again, they have received applause. Oh, you are a holy man, because you are fasting. You should be very close to God right now, because I do not fast. Do not be like them, church. But if you're not fasting, of course, there are medical reasons that I warn you to go through. So if you are concerned about your fragile bodies and you go speak to your doctor first and then you go through a fasting process because all we do, we do to Jesus. But you need to also be careful with yourself because if you do not take care about yourself, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. If you do not take care about what the Holy Spirit is giving you, the God giving you the body, we need to be careful on that and God 
only will say to us to be careful. But we need to fast. And when you fast, it's not if you fast, when you fast, all right, put oil on your head and wash your face. It doesn't mean that every time I fast, I need to put oil on my, on my head and wash my face. But what it means here is live your normal life. Do your things that you were supposed to do. But if the two, prayer and fast, are combined, is the better. Because why are you fasting for? If it's not to give glory to God. The Israelites had a specific day to be fasting. A tournament day. It's, a, it's some days that they go through. And they declared in this time, we will fast. And we will separate for the Lord. So during this period, even though, if you go back in Leviticus, they said that even though they could not work during this time. So during this whole process, during this whole period, they were here in the presence of the Lord. So praying, worshiping, and fasting. So when you fast, doing the spirit, whatever you are, and pray, but specifically do when you have a time to pray, when you have a time to worship. On verse, verse 18, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Again, the same process of praying. So, God is in secret. He will reward us. It's not man that we need to be caring about. It's about God. His will. And actually, I will try to also be brief. But we have three points to consider on fasting. Lamentation. In Job, on chapter 1, on verse 13, 14, it says, Put on sackcloth your priests, and mourn, wail, you who minister before the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth, you who minister before my God, for the grain offering and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. So God is saying here to the priests, to the leaders of, the, of that um, community, to put on sackcloth. What is sackcloth? In that time, probably still ongoing, but on that time, they were denying themselves through fasting, and many times puts on sackcloth because they were humbling themselves to God, because they were saying to God in a way that they are nothing and they do not should be considered. They will do not should be considered. So when they put the sackcloth on, 
they are lamentating in lamentation for something that happened, for their sins, for their community. And then we need to understand that. Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the houses of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Cry out is prayer. You're praying to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord when you fast. Declare a holy fast. So do, do not be um, like surprised if me or Colin are talking to each other and then we declare a fast. Of course, we know that uh, everybody's restrictions of not eating or eating. So you take care of God himself. But when we declare a holy fast, Interesting that they call everyone to join them. And everyone should join them. And it's important because there is, a, there is something that relates them to the fast. It's not that I will call on a fast. They call because of something happened. Cry out to the Lord then. This is the pro purpose. Cry out to the Lord because of something, mainly because of sin. You, you are sinful, so you do it. When you do it, you can pray through the fasting, so you can pray for people. You are fasting because of something. But there are some restrictions here. Jesus also fast. On Matthew 4, on the verse 1 to 4, it says, that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Interesting that Jesus was led by the Spirit. So when you tempt, it's the devil who is tempting you. But when you are led by the Spirit, it's the Spirit who is leading you. Understand that, church. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Many of us cannot even hold one day all alone without food. Imagine 40. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. The tempted. He's tempting Jesus to do something. I shouldn't. Jesus answered, it is written. So, on the fasting, he can be led by the Spirit. And he is saying to the tempter, what is written, what is, the, is in the Bible. So, this is why you knowing the Bible is very important. Because you rebuke the devil through the word. Men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we shouldn't be only relying on food. We should rely on what the God will is, 
what's the will of God is. And then try to go that way. And the last one, for us to be humble, deny our flesh and depend only in Him. So the fasting brings us humble. We deny our flesh and we depend only on Him. Deuteronomy on, on chapter 4 from 1 to 3. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today. So before fasting, you should be following every command so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestor. He's saying about Israel, what Israel is today. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way into the wilderness. These 40 years into the wilderness. It's not 40 days, 40 years. To humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. Whether or not you would keep his command. Sometimes you're tempted because... God needs to know what is in your heart. Many times. If we will keep our faith. And this is why it's important when the temptation comes, we rebuke with the word of God. We say the word. Because Jesus knew the word. But evil also knows the word. The devil also knows the word. Whether or not you would keep his commandment, his commands. This is the point. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna. He's saying about the Israelites here, but we can apply in our lives, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So this is the importance of fasting. We do not depend only on bread. We depend on the will of God. When we, when we fast, we humble ourselves. We deny ourselves. We deny our flesh. Denying our flesh, we live more by the Spirit. Living more by the Spirit, we are together with God himself, on the will of the Lord. This is the importance of praying and fasting. And to finish everything, what's the application of all this? After all that we've seen, praying and fasting, there is more to it, church. I cannot say everything right now, but there's more to it. But always, always remember that, that we need to seek God's glory and God's will. And the last uh, text that I will explain will be on Ephesians 5, from 18 to 20, which does say, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So this is what it's about. Praying, fasting, everything we do, 
be filled with the Spirit. Do not seek what this earth has to offer, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. When we meet each other, try to speak in psalms. Remember some songs, some hymns, songs, and do this in the Spirit. Because the Spirit is leading you to do it's not only about praying and fasting, but it's about to walk in the Spirit. And the last one, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always, always giving thanks. Jesus always gave thanks to the Lord, his Father. Why not we? Well, what are we better than, than Jesus? Always giving thanks, 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 thanks to the Lord. Thanks to the Lord, my soul. Bless the Lord. And walk in the Spirit. The Spirit helps you, help us together. But praying and fasting are very important points that we should be doing. And I'm thankful for the ones who can stay after the service for the praying stay because we can pray together for God's people. And while we are praying, we are fasting in a way that we are dedicating for um, food in a short period of time. Because we do not know if there are some restri restrictions here that I should go to see the doctor first. But we are trying to do our best. Not because we want, but because it's the will of God. But also because it's in our heart. The Spirit compel, compels us to do that. And we are thankful because we see in the Word of God of God that we should be doing anyway. And then we, we keep this in our heart and then we do it. It's something that we want to do. Oh, this is what Jesus wants us to do. Because if you were by our sinful nature, we wouldn't because we would listen to the flesh many times and would only for, forget about the will of the Father. And this is what the sin comes and fights us. Because the sin is in our flesh. And then when we pray and when we fast, we are strong in the Lord to face temptations. So is they two come together. We can overcome temptations through the Spirit and through prayer, through fast. We're obeying Jesus' commands. And then we can keep holy as he's holy. It's a process, church. And we are getting there. Because the time is closed that Jesus is coming. And we will need to be prepared. <laughs>